the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, well, here we are back again. It's uh, it's Bush and Louise, just Bush and Louise. And, and I think I, I need to start with an apology straight off the bat as we get into this next episode of the A to Z of the 90s. I think I said, and I've had this pointed out to me by quite a few people on Twitter, I think I said at the end of last week's episode, we'll see you next week for L. You did say that. Thus, jumping over K... Mm this episode completely yeah you did and it's funny because we were just talking about how we had to sing the alphabet to get the correct letter and you still did I know. <laughs> a b c d i have a problem with it i don't know what it is it's one of those things i have a real you know it's almost, it's almost like um you might have someone that you know that you always get their name wrong or you can never remember their name mm-hmm. and you just think to yourself don't say it don't say it don't say it and then it's it becomes something in your head mm. do you know what I mean? it's like a mental block i although i did think a lot about this week while i was away i thought about the fact that you speak in baby language to spell words and and uh, you've kind of given me the ick with that. At, but, cut, uh, so if I've got a password that's door, I would say, because they say to give us your fourth letter of your password, I'll go, duh, oh, oh, r. Oh, Jesus. Bush, it's great. It makes so, me feel sick. Oh, my man God. Man baby. It makes me feel man baby, like nappy, licking a big lollipop. How was it, but how was Ireland? Just before we jump into that, I need to ask you, what gives you the ick about, we don't call it the ick in Ireland, we call it the repulsion. So you got the repulsion. Yeah. What would you what would give you the repulsion about um a female person that you're sleeping with? Before obviously you settled down and became a family man. I mean, just general things that give me the ick. When people have got one long small fingernail. Girls don't do that though, do they? 
I, my the guy I used to do the show with in Bristol. You told me right, he's a Greek guy, mm. and his uncle from Cyprus um, used to have one long fingernail that he would use to poke in the end of his rollies. Yes, I've seen, and I still think about it to this day. But what about female ick stuff? Do you know what? This sounds really weird. I don't have. There's not so many things that I don't like it when people talk a lot and then they get white pasty things on the corners of their mouths. That makes me feel a bit sick. But that's not spe- specifically a female Fair. female issue. You know, when when you look like I do, bang average, you can't be uh, can't be picky. So I'm going to say there's not that much out there. Why is there something with men wise that make, gives you the ick? Then uh, Louise, I think two things that give me the repulsion are, and we did talk about this in a previous podcast we did together. Men who wear boot-cut jeans with a square toe shoe. <laughs> That's the first thing. And the second square thing, toe shoe. Oh, horrific. Right, okay. And the second thing is men who drink milk to quench their thirst. <laughs> What's, I do that sometimes. What's wrong with that? I like having a, a glass of milk sometimes in the evening with a biscuit. Do you actually? But like, I do, yeah. Do you ever come back from the gym and like get a pint glass out and then fill it with milk and then drink it as if like you haven't had a drink in a really long time? That's disgusting. That is disgusting. I, I, I can't. I can't give you a hypothetical situation of having come back from the gym because that hasn't happened for quite a while. <laughs> but um, no, I wouldn't like. What you, do you not like the normal drinking of milk? You think milk specifically for cereal and teas and coffees? Grown men drinking milk as a like cool drink to cool them down or quench their thirst is effing disgusting. Well, I'll I'll bear that in mind uh, going forward. So not uh, neck milk in front of you then, Please don't. Louise. I have a friend, and I love him. His name is Michael, and he drinks milk to quench his thirst. And only that I love him so much, he gets away with it. But if I was, like, dating a guy and he drank a pint of milk in front of me, I would end it immediately. Milky Michael, we can call him. <laughs> Milky Michael, that's his new name. Do you know what's scary about this, though, right? And I find this, this is, like, age-wise, this is, young, this is a younger person thing. I think now people are so... Because you can go on, on the apps and yeah. just kind of shift left to right, whatever, I don't know which way it is. Um, but the tiniest thing that people do now, people are like, no, I can't stand that. Or I, I don't like the way he had a bit... I don't the way he, the heels on his shoes. Hmm. Right, move on to the next person. Uh, yeah, but he, isn't that bad? heels on shoes is a valid one. Like, a man in a it's Cuban a heel. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> like. I didn't need to map these out. There seems to be quite a lot of uh, Louise Maloney icks. <laughs> We'll get to them at some point. Well, let's get on with this then without further ado in the A to Z of the 1990s. It's not L, that's next week. It's K. Okay, Bush, just before we kick off, just want to tell you very quickly about Ireland because I completely interrupted you before when we started the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, it was really good. It can just be summed up in one little phrase, and that is sea swims and loss of gin. There was a lot of drinking, and there was a lot of sea swims to, I don't know, get rid of the cobwebs the next morning. Have you been to Dublin? I have been to Dublin. Um, yes. We met a big bunch of Irish girls when I was on a lad's holiday oh, back in the ooh, 90s. Oh, do tell. And we went over to, to, to Dublin after the holiday to go and meet them to see them oh so there was a follow-on trip there was a follow-on trip wow, yeah uh, was and there then a, we went over there was there a special irish lass lassie in your uh, in your trip there was there was back in the day yeah mm. there was, uh, was many that? many moons ago so this is if you imagine this in your mind it's in um sepia tone a little bit like the start of the waltons or something like that okay so that long ago uh, i think your dad was in the united nations really it's a very nice girl. Um, we didn't see each other after that. Okay. I'm afraid the long-distance romance didn't work, but I, I do sometimes think maybe if we'd have stayed together, her dad could have got me a job in the United Nations. That would have been amazing. Uh, imagine that. That would have been amazing. And, and Bush, did you score a home run with this girl? 
No, I didn't. I didn't score a home run. Okay. There was no home runs in, in that particular era, that's for sure. For a space? What? For a space? Yeah. I don't know what the base system is. <laughs> I, I mean, I love baseball. I, I find it quite confusing. <laughs> I don't know if we need to get into this right now. But um, I like Dublin. I've been to Dublin a few times. I just remember it being incredibly windy, incredibly cold. I remember uh, everything that's really expensive. And then, I, weirdly, I remember being in our hotel room and the, and the TV wouldn't work. And the, the, the guy came up from the, the front desk to try and fix it. And he accidentally put it onto a porn channel and couldn't get it off. Yeah, and he sure. nearly died of embarrassment. Sure. So embarrassing. Sure. He put it on the porn channel and then it wouldn't change. Yeah, sure. Bush. That's what it was. That's what happened. And then obviously your, your other half was not meeting your dad for the first time. But um, we talked about your dad a couple of times on this podcast. Fairly intimidating uh, Irishman. Uh, won't actually type anything. Uh, will only transcribe it saying it out loud via Bluetooth. Uh, system that types for him mm -hmm. uh, how, how was that meeting uh, of minds it was fine he was extremely nervous my partner and no, not my dad he was extremely nervous beforehand and I saw him like necking a drink before we even left the house and so I was kind of like oh okay so this is how it's going to be and hence the phrase a lot of gin on the holiday there was a lot of gin drinking before meeting the family and there was a lot of family to meet I'd say he met 35 new people over that week Oh my God! Would you get him doing? The, was he doing the Kaylee at the end? I imagine him doing the Kaylee being passed from person no, to person. No, but because he was drinking, like obviously quite a lot on the trip, he would be toward, He would be so nervous at the at the beginning, and then by the end, he'd be like, "Everyone back to ours!" And I'd be like, "No, stop inviting everyone back to our house." He so got into it. I like really it. Really got into it by the end of it. Yeah. Well, listen. Let's get stuck into the eighties of the nineties. We're going to kick straight off with this. Isn't to do with K. This is just a general submission oh, right. from the great and good, uh, the brilliant uh, Chris Mason, who is the uh, at this point podcast goes right to the top he is the bbc political editor okay he's in very in very much in the corridors of power mm -hmm. and he has sent us in his thing of what he thinks is iconic from the 1990s have a listen to this hi louise hi bush uh, chris mason here um a to z of the 90s you see i was going to say b and Britpop, but i guess loads of people say that so i'm going to say a annecy balls were they a 90s thing or was it just a 90s thing in my little corner of the Yorkshire Dales used to get off the school bus and walk up the main street in Grassington in North Yorkshire and there was a sweet shop at the top of the street called the Top Shop uh, and uh, it did all sorts of you know penny sweets and they actually were a penny a penny for aniseed balls and you know go in with your 10p felt a bit flush with 10p in back 1992 and, uh, and get 10 aniseed balls and then if you tried to chew them, I just remember if you tried to bite through them, there was a danger you'd take half your teeth out. If you tried to swallow it whole, there was a danger you'd kill yourself. And so you just had to sort of suck them for hours on end. And, um, and if you ate anything else for about the next couple of hours, which inevitably you did because you had your tea afterwards, it just tasted really, really straight, really weird. Like orange juice tasted weird. Cup of tea tasted weird. Everything tasted weird. Maybe that was my mum's tea. Blamed on the aniseed balls. Anyway, A for aniseed balls. Well, there you go. That's Chris Mason uh, with his... Chris Mason's aniseed balls is a fantastic name for an album. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's weird, Bush? I think that's the first food we've had on A to Z of the 90s. That is a good point. I don't think there has been any other food submissions. And it has taken me right back. Aniseed balls are bang in the middle of the 90s with a little tiny... All that redness and all that hardness. And then it's just a tiny little... Like a weird seed at the centre of it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna have to and it would make your mouth go a bit weird. I'm going to have to Google this bush because I have never even heard of an aniseed ball. I don't even know what aniseed is. Do you want to tell Well, Chris describing his upbringing there, it does mm. sound a little bit like the Hovis advert. I can imagine him going down a cobbled street with a penny farthing or something. 
With bread. Loads of baked bread. So... Can you describe the taste? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've never actually had one of these, but should I go and seek one out today? Is it worth it? Or is it one of those things that I can kind of gloss over and be glad I didn't, you know, taste in the 90s? Go to a corner shop and say, can I have one of Chris Mason's Annecy balls, please? (laughs) Let us know how you get on. So that's not a K, but that's a brilliant submission from Chris Mason. Right, let's kick off then with an actual K bush, okay? Um, okay. Uh, this okay. is this this is a bit of a left of centre one, but I'm going to go with Kellogg's reflectors. Oh yes, now that does take me back. Yeah. So Kellogg's reflectors obviously were reflectors that went on the spokes of your bikes, and they were in the shape of like a rooster or a chicken, and you stuck them on the spokes, and you I I can't remember. Like part of me thinks they might have made a noise. But I can't really remember if they made a noise or not. But you'd get them free in a cereal box. Might have been the highlight of a few of my mornings back in the day. And they were so good. And like when I saw them for the first time recently, I felt really nostalgic about them. Sue, it's interesting, right? Because um, our girls have cereal in the mornings. And I I think the whole thing of having a toy in a cereal box or a gift... They don't do it anymore. I think they're not allowed to do it. Because it's a choking, is a real, choking hazard or something, is it? Well, I think it's not supposed to be rewarding kids because obviously cereals are sugary. They're, apparently, that's oh. like they've, they've passed a law where you can't do it. So you remember all the great stuff, like you say, the, the reflectors you used to have. I, I was a big fan of, I don't know what it's technically called, but you know those pictures that you, you tilt and they move like a dinosaur yes. would move? Like, is it, I don't know what that is. It's not a hologram. Is, no, it's, it's. I know what you're saying. It gives a depth. It's like a 3D picture. There must be a name for it. Yeah. And holograms, again, an ace thing from the 90s, holograms. Yeah. But you used to get all this stuff all the time in with cereal. You don't get it anymore. Now, the other thing you're talking about with the noise, I think that's the also 90s stroke 80s thing of uh, inexplicably putting a playing card into your spokes so that it went... <laughs> when you drove around. I think that's what that was. But how did it not fall out? Did it, did it really hold the card well, Yeah. It was the thing, I think that the, the, the key was to try and make your bike, your BMX or your grifter or your chopper, mm. sound like a motorbike. And, and in a kid world, playing card down the side did sound a little bit like a motorbike, I think. And they also used to give you these sort of little small skittle type things to put on this spoke. So as the spoke went around, the little skittle ball would fall and that would create a sound as well. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about in terms of sound. Well, people used to use bottle tops, um, uh, washing up liquid bottle tops for the same kind of thing. Oh my god, times must have been bad if you were using like bottle tops. Kids now, it's, it sounds like some of my mum would tell me about her life, you know, just after the Second World War. So, uh, in the A to Z of growing up in the nineties, we'll say K for Kellogg's reflectors. Going to chuck in another K actually whilst we're on that mm. uh, around the same thing. Someone says special K. Uh, James Floyd has said that on Twitter. Do you remember in the variety pack we used to get a collection of different cereals? There was always a fight in our house for getting Cocoa Pops or Rice Krispies or Shreddies or whatever. Mm-hmm. No one, no one in their right mind wanted Special K. Do you remember them? I remember them and I was only thinking recently, like, do you remember they put forward <laughs> the Special K diet? And they were basically like, all you need to do is eat three bowls of Special K a day and <laughs> nothing else. So zero nutrition in your diet and you will Just lose like special a... K. Exactly. And you will lose like a stone for your holiday. And women up and down the country were doing this. Like, how did they get away with that? Because Special K's front cover, I think, during the 90s, the picture was was a, a lady's ankle or Achilles heel. Do you remember that little bit at the back of the heel? Yeah, and then... And it was shaped like the K. It was. Well, kids ain't going to want to eat that. <laughs> and then at one point it was a lady's midriff. So they really were focusing on getting a nice figure. But I've heard that Special K was like laced with sugar, like really unhealthy cereal. 
I think they all are, yeah. to be honest with you. I think they all are. So there you go, a little uh, flourish of Kellogg stuff for you to, to kick off this week's uh, podcast episode in the A to Z of the 1990s, Case for Kellogg's. So um, an obvious one, Bush, that has to go in, and I, it's not really much to be said about this person, but Kirk Cobain has to go in. Oh, yes. Unbelievable, isn't it? I, I still can't get my head around it, really, to be honest with you. The death? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bush. I'm really sweating. I'm going to have to open this door. Like, I don't think I'm thinking straight. What are you, what are you in? We're recording okay, this one I'm in a on, cupboard. on video chat. I'm in a cupboard. I'm in a literal right. tiny cupboard with a washing machine, okay? And it's quite hot today. <laughs> it's quite sweating. hot today, right? And there are no windows in this cupboard. And the reason I'm in it is because there's roadworks going on outside the flat. So I thought I'd better go into, like, a windowless room. Little did I know that, like, I stopped thinking straight because I'm... I'm so hot, I feel like I might faint. So if I stop talking, that's why, okay? She's gone, she's gone. Louis down. No, but one weird thing about the whole, um, obviously, sad passing of Kurt Cobain yeah. and, and the end of Nirvana, and etc., yeah. is that we had tickets, I remember, to go and see the In Utero tour oh when it was God. to come over to the UK. Yeah. So we had tickets to see them in Cardiff. And obviously, then he sadly died. And Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Then I, I think I sent my ticket back to get £12.50 refund. I was like, what are you doing? You should have kept hold oh, of that and put gosh. it in like a, a frame. Or would that have framed. been a bit no. ghoulish? No, 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 I don't no, know. No, no, Do you know what I mean? I think that would have been such a cool memento to have. Memento? Is that the right word? It is. Momentum. I don't know. Momentum, momentum. And it got me thinking momentum. about it got me thinking about the twenty seven club. What's your stance on the twenty seven club? Well, I mean being forty six myself, I'm way past the twenty seven <laughs> club. Do you know what I mean? Okay, Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, uh Kirk Cobain, Amy Winehouse, all twenty seven when they passed away. It's weird, isn't it? It's almost like that final rumblings of your twenties before you get into the thirties. You see, back back in the day. I've got this theory which 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 I'll, I'll have to put on publish at some point with drawings and diagrams. But I think back in the olden days, people looked older than they actually were. So if you look at photos of like your your aunties and uncles or mum and dad, and they look like old people, yeah. but actually they're probably only like thirty one. But back in the day, people used to dress with like you know beehive and uh, you know angled Those big glasses, glasses and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made them look kind of older. Whereas I think like 30-odd now, 30's not old. No. But maybe back in the day, 30 seemed like the end of the universe. And if 30 is the end of the universe, God knows where I am at 46. Do you know what I mean? I don't, know, I don't know if that's a bit of wishful thinking on your part, Bush, that basically older people just look younger now. I'm sure we look pretty old to like teenagers and stuff. I remember thinking like you know, early 30s was ancient when I was a teenager. And now, you know, I was only kicking off in my early 30s. Sure, I um, 
Yeah, I mean, I was a twat. Mm. I was an absolute twat. I still am a bit of a twat, but I was an absolute twat right the way through my 20s, mm. mid to mid-20s, really, to be honest with you. Didn't, don't really know who you are until you're 30s. I agree. So it's kind of weird then to say that, well, by the time you discover... That's the big irony of life, isn't it? Before you finally find out who you are in the 30s and then you're over the hill. So, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. My mum and dad had a, a, a mug each that w- was bought for them on their 40th birthday. Mm. And, it, and, and the mug was, life begins at 40. And then it was like loads of little tiny uh, phrases and things that happen to you when you're 40, like hemorrhoids, diabetes, <laughs> arthritis. And I remember looking at that as a kid thinking, oh my God, this sounds awful. And now here I am. And I've got a lot of them on there as well. <laughs> Tick them off the list. Oh, uh, Bush. The, oh, Bush. In the, in the A to Z of the 1990s, K is for Kurt Cobain. Another one to chuck in the list has been uh, suggested by Ed on Twitter. And this is a very good point, a musical one for you. In the A to Z of the 1990s, K is for Kenny G. Oh, my God. Okay, what was his song? I don't know if he had, like, a set song. Okay, so he wasn't a one-hit wonder. Who am I thinking of then? Might be I'm thinking of Gina G. <laughs> Kenny G. <laughs> We've, we've discussed that. But no, Kenny G, I don't know what he played. Was it like a cor anglaise or, or saxophone or something like that? Again, this goes back to something we were talking about a little while ago on this podcast about how you know now it's all about sex and banging and getting on with it, getting off with each other and mm. stuff like that. Whereas there was a bit of romance there still, was. a bit of soft-focused lens in the 1990s. So, I mean, I used to work at a restaurant and they used to play um, Best Of Kenny G non-stop and it was just like proper lift music. Mm. I think he had a mullet, cardigan... Really smooth, um, you know, moccasins, no socks, but it was the music was kind of this kind of like sexy music, okay. you know, kind of sexy time music. I mean, I'm getting in the mood just hearing that. Like um, the music to someone in a New York bar closing up for the night, and there's a there's a maybe there's a guy down the other end of the bar who tilts his drink to you and he's ordered you a drink Louise that kind that kind of thing the end of moonlighting with Bruce Willis it's that kind of thing it's like a 90s romance and Kenny G was at the very heart of that I feel like um, I feel like this week is a real education to me I feel like I'm going out to listen to Kenny G on Spotify whilst buying an aniseed ball do it get all those things in in the 80s of the 1990s K is for good old Kenny G the one I'm going to bring up, Bush, is a little bit specific, I think. And it's a it's a shop and a line of clothing that I hadn't thought about in like 20 years. And I don't right. know if you'll be familiar. And it's a, a brand called Kukai. Do you remember Kukai? No. Okay, so when I was in my like early teens, I would go to Kukai and I would buy their bag and I would buy their tops and I would wear to all, I would wear their brand to all the teen discos. I had completely right. forgot about Kukai. And when I saw their brand again recently, when I was thinking about this podcast, my heart melted a bit. So we've had a bit of an insight during this podcast as to what you were wearing when you were going to the the, the Dublin nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I wouldn't, obviously, you told us I about- wouldn't call it nightclubs now. We're, we're talking teen discos. Teen disc, teen roller discos. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you talked about the All Saints era. What was Kukai? What what kind of look was that then? Kukai was probably a little bit of a step forward from the whole baggy pants crop top thing. It was when I was trying to sort of be a bit more chic, bush. So it was yeah. like I was sort of wearing not as baggy clothes. I wanted staple things for the wardrobe, and yeah, and I can right. just picture the branding. And, and they had, I remember having this amazing denim jacket from Kukai that I probably wore every day for about eighteen months, and I just adored it. Girls out there will remember Kukai. I don't know where it's gone. I don't even know if it's still about anymore. But God, I hope it is somewhere. So going in the list, uh, the 80s and 90s, Kukai branded clothing. If anyone's... Is it still going, by the way? I don't, I have they no still idea. make them? I've literally got no idea. I haven't seen a Kukai in years and years and years. 
Uh, staying on the, the subject of clothing, we've had a lot of people get in touch uh, and get involved and say that uh, we need to mention Chris Cross, who were uh, like a rap band, yeah. is that right? Is that the Jump Jump song? I think so. Yeah. But someone said that they, they used to wear their trousers back to front. <laughs> Is that a thing? Were your trousers back to front? I don't know. I just, I, I, was on the, uh, I was on the central line the other day and there was a guy getting off. He was a young guy, you know, I'd say in his early 20s and his trousers were completely down to the bottom of his cheeks and he had yep. a, a pair of green boxers on. And I really wanted to, A, go up and pull them up, but I thought, not allowed to do that. Not allowed to touch people. You know, the game's gone, it's isn't gone. it? Can't do anything these days. We're just kind of not just because I do nudge people sometimes and go, "Oh, you drop something when they litter." I just, you know, always say that. Oh, yeah. You're one of them, are you? I, I have to be. Come on, you can't let people just drop litter. It's gross. Anyway, I really just wanted to go. I'm go. Oh, I'm really sorry. Just so you know, your pants, your, your trousers are falling down. You better pull them up. But I didn't. So I think this is like probably the. He knows. He knows his trousers know, are down there. Bush. Why would you want your bottom out? I know. It's really weird, isn't it? I, I find it in, infuriating. I just don't understand. It's not a good... I saw the shape of his buttocks. I could see where his crack was. Like, I could see <laughs> this little bit of boxer <laughs> fabric just stretched across the crack. I could see it all. It's not what I want to see on my morning commute. Weirdly, it's just going back to the littering thing and your, your hatred of littering, which is which is a, you know an honourable uh, kind of passion to have. But I'll never forget Tony uh, Hadley from uh, Spandau Ballet, who used to do the one of the shows here at this radio station. I mean, he's a big lad, isn't he? He looks like a, a local butcher. He's like yep. six foot four, massive. Don't cross him. But don't cross him. He's a bit of a bit of a gangster, but in a, in a lovely way. He's a nice guy. But I remember him telling uh, me that he saw someone litter in a, in traffic, and they chucked something out the window of their car, and then the car moved up about three or four feet and stopped again. And apparently, he uh, picked it up, walked ahead, and stuffed it back through their passenger window. So you've Good got something, man. mate. Imagine t- you're, you've dropped like a, a Burger King wrapper out the window yeah. and Tony Hadley from Spandau yeah. Ballet chucks it back through your passenger window. <laughs> none of that? his friends, none of his friends would believe that. Like, no, no, he'd be like, oh my God, guess what happened? <laughs> Tony Hadley, yeah, right, yeah, shut come up. On. Like- <laughs> Tony Hadley, get out. Not another Tony Hadley story. Can I, t- can I tell you as well, one other weird clothing thing from the 90s. And I don't know what, um, I think we probably missed the, the letter for this now because it's a B. Do you remember, I, mean, I don't know if they're still a thing, but bodies for girls... Now, an outfit that girls wear that mm. clip up literally just below their tuppence. Do you know that outfit? Are they, are, do you mean stockings? Not stockings. It's like a okay. it's like a girl's shirt that shirt? has got a yeah, I'm with you. elasticated bit. Oh, you're buttons. talking about a bodysuit. It's called a bodysuit. It's called a body... Right, okay. So it clips at the... Underneath at you. The, at, the, at the lady garden. Well, you know, you know. Obviously, we have assemblies in school and stuff like that, right? They yeah. should have, they should have got the girls out, and then whoever it is comes in and just teaches the, the lads about. You might get, you'd be getting amorous at some point with girls in not too distant future. You might encounter this outfit. Is it very confusing? Yeah. I remember. I don't want to go into details, but I just remember during in a house party in the nineties, discovering that for mm. the first time and being like, "What? What the hell is this? It's just. Is she made of like? She's just made of cloth." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, well, this, maybe this, she hasn't got. Maybe she's like a uh, like a uh, an action man, and there's nothing down there, just blue plastic yeah. underpants. I guess it's funny because I've never thought about that from the male perspective. That must be such a mind, you know, explosion when you're like, I don't get it. Like, I didn't know what just, it was. Her, t- her t-shirt's going on and on it's and on and on. Never-ending t-shirt. Do you know what's really annoying about them though? When you go to have a, a wee wee. And you may have had too many gin and tonics. Right. And you can't, for the life, you get it pinned back again. <laughs> so you just yeah. left with the flaps open. What a I lovely phrase. Those, I don't mean... <laughs> I don't there's mean there's the quote of the, uh, of the episode. <laughs> 
But that one with I mean, Chris Mason's aniseed balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the flaps of, of the bodysuit are just it's left late. flopping around. It's gone. Know, Horses it's bolted, Louise. But yeah, that's okay. that's a weird. Do they still have bodysuits? Do, do you lots oh still God, wear them? I, I have a friend who wears them all the time tucked into jeans. It's because they have no, you know, once they're into the jeans, there's no show of the T-shirt seam ending and it's just, it goes on and on. They can be quite flattering if you've got a good bod and a nice rack. Well, um, you know, for guys, you get to a certain age, you start tucking in more. I wonder whether we need some, maybe guy body suits. So, you know, because you see men tucking in like Simon Cowell as you get to a certain age. Maybe we need to clip it underneath the old undercarriage there. Do you know what I mean? Bush, I cannot imagine anything more unattractive than a man in a bodysuit tucking under his bits. Imagine that. We'll leave you with that thought. So in the A to Z of the 1990s, B's for bodysuit from a few a few episodes back, and then K is for someone else. I think Kukai? Kukai, that's what we were talking about. Okay, Grant. Um, let's talk about kickers for a second, because these were the shoes of the 90s to go to school in. Especially if you had a school uniform, you had to wear black shoes. They were everywhere. I have talked about them before. And basically, kickers were sort of an acceptable shoe that your school would accept, but also had a bit of a heel on them. Um, so, a guy called Pete has tweeted us to say that kickers were, he describes, a playground essential. A playground essential. I thought you said a plague. A plague. Like, okay. A plague on us, on our times. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have gotten in touch about kickers and I would vouch for that because I did wear them and, and there were different colours. I remember someone in school had a cream pair, I had a black pair and they were everywhere and they were they were sort of the, pa- the pair that your parents were okay with and your school were okay with and you found acceptable to wear. I, I was looking at them on Twitter and on the internet because we've had a few people suggest them um, obviously for this episode. They've got a look of orthopaedic about them. I'll be honest with you. They, you know what's weird, Bush? I thought they were so cool at the time. They have not aged well. Our teacher, Mr. Coth, when I was at school, had polio as a child and he had an orthopaedic boot. Uh, <laughs> one boot was raised uh, and had like metal clips and stuff on it. It looks a bit like them. I don't know if they're still oh, going now, but it, but it had a kind of orthopaedic look about it, I thought. Well, it's a bit of a shit one because they were so cool in the day and now they're just like, oh, it's one of those fashion faux pas that you look back and you think, what the hell was I thinking? Uh, our middle daughter, Thea, is starting kind of big nursery ahead of going to big school. Uh, so she starts in September. And I feel bad for her because they're exactly the kind of shoes that um, Katie, my other half, is shopping for, for her at the moment. You know, like pasty, black pasties, they oh, look no. like. So uh, hang in there, Thea. Apologies in advance for that. Uh, another K from the 1990s I wanted to hit you with, Louise, was Kevin Keegan's legendary meltdown live on Sky Sports in an interview. Do you, do you know this? Someone DM'd us about this, Bush, and I didn't know what they were talking about, so I'm going to let you explain this to me. Well, do you know what I'm going to do? Because it's such an iconic thing when he was like, do you know what, I'd love it. I'd love it if... Basically, what happened was, some background before we get to what I thought we could do as an experiment on the podcast, Newcastle were 15 points ahead in the Premier League and looked like they were going to win it. And then Manchester United's Alex Ferguson old campaigner the old dog started to do mind games on Kevin Keegan and he just lost the plot and they ended up giving up their lead and I think United won the league that year despite Newcastle being so far out of front and then Keegan just lost it in an interview on the telly but it's uh, we still use it to this day amongst my group of friends if you if you're talking about loving something or getting passionate what I've done Louise is I've whatsapped you um the the actual clip perfect of him of, of what he said so what I thought I would do is get you to read that so we can have your take on it doing it in your accent, in Kevin Keegan's words. It's the bit in bold. This is Louise Maloney as Kevin Keegan in that iconic Sky Sports interview. 
I've never read this before. When you do that with footballers, like he said about Leeds, and when you do things like that about a man like Stuart Pearce, I've kept really quiet. But I'll tell you something. He went down in my estimation when he said that. We have not resorted to that. But I'll tell you, you can tell him now if you're watching it. We're still fighting for this title and he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And, and I'll tell you honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Fantastic. There you go. What a crescendo. What an end to this week's episode. Louise as Kevin Keegan in that meltdown. And maybe this could be a a, a theme in the future. If you have any other uh, dramatic world moments that you would like voiced by Louise Maloney, then please get in touch. There's a load of different ways to get in touch. Louise, what's our Instagram? A to Z of the 90s podcast. A couple of people have gotten in touch about K. Natalie Burgess says Kappa and Kangol. Great Ooh, additions. Yes. Uh, Sing says keeping up appearances. Mrs. Bouquet slash Bucket. And finally, Rory Gleeson says Cooler Shaker. Saw them not that long ago. Reformed. Absolutely fantastic. Keep them coming in. Uh, this has been the 80s of the 1990s. Thank you to all of our, everyone who's got in touch with submissions. Thank you to the brilliant Chris Mason, BBC political editor and Annecy Ball addict. If there's anything you think needs to be on there, you can get in touch, like say, uh, Louise there on uh, Instagram, at Bush on the radio on Twitter. And uh, a big thank you to Ross Ramsey Golding, who is the producer. We will see you in the next one, and it definitely will be L next time. Bush, I don't know how this episode went. What do you think? I think it was good. 